This is Rivalries, the show where we meet fans from rival clubs. Today I'm joined by Freddie Bunn. He's a Newcastle United fan. He's also on the board of the Newcastle Supporters Club in London, or also known as the London Mags. Freddie, welcome to All Villa, No Filler. Thanks, mate. Am I the filler? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right, well, okay. Um, so both Newcastle and Aston Villa are in pretty excellent form at the moment, let's be honest. And I think if you were to look at two teams outside of Arsenal and Manchester City who you wouldn't want to be playing right now, it's probably Newcastle and Aston Villa. So it has a feeling of uh, the immovable object versus the irresistible force. Um, not maybe going over the top there, but uh, how do you feel about this Saturday's match? Do you know what? It's it's one... We don't want to play you right now. I think, to be honest with you, both teams would take a point. But yeah. I think it's just fantastic that us two clubs get to talk about something different other than the race for 12th, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. So yeah. I kind of you can't complain too much, but I think actually it's great seeing you guys in form. We've kind of just come off the back of, well, we're, we're five wins in a row, mm-hmm. which is amazing and unheard of for us as a football club. But at the same time, you know, we always were thinking this one is going to be the difficult one. We've had Man United at home. We've had West Ham away, Brentford away, Villa away, Emery. Be lucky with a point for us. Yeah, I, th- I think it's um, it's a but also for new for Villa fans. I think a lot of the rhetoric I've seen across Twitter and on WhatsApp is that this is the acid test. I think, mm. um, and I I think personally, I think Newcastle are just ahead of us at the moment. Even though Villa are in really good form, I yeah. still think we're still a developing team and maybe a year behind where it, we're not in a dissimilar spot to where Newcastle were exactly a year ago. You know, coach. Yeah. That's exciting. Fans are really buying into the idea. You just can sense momentum building. So I think maybe next season will be a better reflection of Villa and Newcastle. But well, Villa particularly, um, mm. but Newcastle, incredible what, you, what you're doing at the moment this season. Um, you know, with with the game on Saturday, who would you identify as Newcastle's key men? We're a different side with Bruno in it. I think that's just a given. I mean, yes. that's been seen over the course of the season. But the key men at the moment, the first half of the season was kind of all about Trippier and Almiron. There were these incredible overlaps, whereas now we've got Almiron out for three weeks. He's just back in training today, but that's no guarantee that he's going to be anywhere near the first team come Saturday. I think what we've seen now is the addition of other players. Like Willock is playing, or Willockino, he's playing out of his skin. Um, also, you've got Isaac. I mean, people forget our £63 million signing went away training with Sweden and then did a knee injury and hasn't been really anywhere near the first team for quite some time. Since he's come back into the squad, Eddie doesn't kind of, if if you're in the first team and you're playing well, you won't get taken out. So you have to earn your spot. Mm -hmm. He's played his way back in. He's got that last minute winner at Forest. And, you know, even playing with Callum Wilson in two up front this weekend, just gone with Brentford means Izak really is the, is the number one, I think. Him and we don't know whether he's going to play with Wilson, what the strategy is going to be, but Izak and then also Bruno. Mm. It, Izak is a um, fantastic player. I've always really rated him when I watched him play for Sweden. Uh, Sociedad, I, I just when Newcastle signed him, I thought, here we go. Like, um, yeah. big signing that was. Um, and as you say, he's in great form at the moment, you know. But the other day against Brentford... Uh, it didn't really work tactically, I think Eddie Howe said in the mm. first half with Isaac on his own. 
So he moved to playing with Callum Wilson as the two, as you mentioned. Yeah. Do you think you'll go with two up front against the Villa? I, I don't think he's going to start with that. He's he's a he's a very particular coach about how he plays and his system. Mm. And I think it was really interesting on Saturday because that's the first time I've really seen Eddie do anything like that. Yeah. Usually he sticks with to his guns. He's very personnel-led. There's a role that somebody has to fill, but you've got to be kind of... He's all about intensity and he's all about pressure off the ball. What are we doing off the ball? So I doubt he really wants to change that structure too much. I think what we're starting to see now is the evolution of our team and having these tactical changes that are more in-game management and can unlock things. But I think our game plan is always going to be that 4-3-3 that's worked well all season for us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Eddie Howe, you know, what an incredible job he's done at Newcastle, considering where you were mm. when he took over uh, in the sort of Steve Bruce era. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the momentum shift since I think about January of last year has been off the charts with a squad that, quite mm. frankly, I don't think, I think probably is overachieving. There's a few great players yeah. in there, but overall there's still parts of it you would say that it's not 100% great. But, um, mm. you know, what do you think of Eddie Howe? How good a coach is he? I mean, I think it, it's a difficult one because this is kind of why you'll understand this, I think, better than most other fan groups as Aston right. Villa, is that for so long we kind of had it fed to us as a fan base of we don't know anything about football, even though we're in, in the stadium watching stuff every week. You know, mm. We're travelling to the away end and we're having to watch what's going on. And for the first time, Eddie was a coach that turned up and just said, you kind of got to play for your shirt and you kind of got to actually work hard and do things. He never really gives much away in press conferences. Mm. He'll always be very stern and he's very by the book. And you get a lot of trust from him that there's somebody in control who cares. There's an old sort of banner that used to go up at St. James's Park that said, we don't demand a team that wins, we demand a club that, sh that tries. So for us as a fan base, we're in a massive period of change. We are very much riding that wave at the moment of what it feels like to win a football match. Like that's still a thing. Like we went to Wembley this season and the emotion around that weekend was just in incredible. So yeah. for us, quite thankfully, we're not at that stage where we're picking apart managers and saying, do we want Tuchel? Do we want X person? You know, like we're, we're kind of still just come up that Steve Bruce era where competence is king and I'm just so glad that that's been someone like Eddie Howe because the kind of morals and values that come along with him really give you a team dynamic and a synergy around the club that everybody is pulling in the same direction right now, you know? Mm. And what is that vibe like in the away ends and even at St. James's Park at the moment with the fans? Absolutely mental. Absolutely <laughs> mental. Right. It's. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about this last night, like before coming on here. I cannot remember a time ever, where pretty much most of the season, bar, say, some really tough away games, which we can talk about as sort of what will unlock it for Villa this this weekend. But I can't remember a time where I think at least four or five occasions this season, I've watched stadiums empty in front of me over the course of 90 minutes. I've just watched. I mean, I'm reminded of Fulham away when the sun was, we were 3-0 up at half time, you know, in the blazing sunshine early on in the season. Mm. And then Boxing Day, Leicester away. Again, three again three nil at that time as well, just, and that's after the World Cup to come back and still be in that form and mm. watching Mingi Almiron just straight be on it and just watching people leave, and we're just staying twenty minutes, thirty minutes after the game with the team 
all around us coming up to the away end. They'll, they'll be there spotting the flags. They'll be there seeing people that they know, families, friends, this sort of stuff. It's a real community thing. And I know a lot of people kind of other fan bases look at us on Twitter afterwards and they see the, the team photo that we do. But this is kind of like a club that wasn't very used to winning. And so long may that continue, you know, long may we enjoy it. Yeah, it's a very similar vibe with Villa uh, mm. fan base at the moment. As you've mentioned before, we've, I think we've both similarly been through a similar trajectory of frustration, relegation, uh, and the, the feeling over the last 15 years that these are clubs that are massively underachieving. Yeah, and this constant yeah. sense that like there's this very set top four or top six, and so yeah. for some reason Villa or Newcastle can't break into it. Whereas actually, you look at it and you think, well, why is what's why is Tottenham there? Like, what what? There's no god given <laughs> right for Tottenham to be there, considering. Yeah, I don't think they've been that different to Villa and Newcastle in, during the sort no. of Premier League era, at least. Um, so I mean, yeah, with Villa fans at the moment, it just feels like there's a, such an energy, mm. real energy. Like I went to Chelsea way the other week and. Just the vibe was so—it's insane. The mate, like, and to, mm. to have that winning feeling again. I mean, we had it in the championship with the ten-game winning streak when we went up. But you know, that's—it's mm. you, 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 still the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the Premier League now, you know, and it's, it's yeah. where you do the the business essentially. And um, you know, so I mean, with those two fan bases being so elated I think it's going to be a very exciting game I think I think they'll be mm. quite electric on Saturday the atmosphere um but also you know Newcastle you've only lost three times this season it's amazing yeah. <laughs> um you have, you have the best defense in the league I think you've only conceded yeah. 21 goals mm-hmm. how do Villa actually hurt Newcastle <laughs> your guess is as good as mine I, I think um I mean that's that's a mad thing to be saying to be honest with you. Like for for me as well to hear that is is still crazy. Still doesn't work. Yeah. I think for us, I would look at Brentford and I would say Brentford had a really good first half against us. And I think what they did is they didn't allow us the time on the ball at the back. They pressed high up the pitch. They kind of suffocated us a little bit, and we couldn't get into a rhythm. And then when they got up the top, they kind of were able to cause a bit of havoc. So a few seeds of uncertainty, and that's kind of how we had to completely change game plan. I mean, the thing that changed for us is that we had Isaac in there as an option to play alongside Wilson. So there was something that we could do there. Also, we had Gordon to bring on and Elliot Anderson, who kind of people wouldn't have done too much homework on recently. So anything that Eddie Howe has been drilling into them isn't hasn't been on show for the last two months at, at Goodison Park. So... There's kind of those other elements to our game. But this, for Newcastle, it's a constantly evolving team. You know, we're still... If you've got Isaac's not been back from injury that long, really. I mean, I think he's got... I think he's got eight goals and 13 appearances, mm. which is which is amazing. But again, that's, that's his 13 appearances over the season. So that's not a lot, considering where we are and considering what we bought him for. Mm. So in terms of how to break us down, there have been a lot of teams... I'm, I'm thinking about difficult away games this season. I'm thinking about... Probably Palace, Bournemouth, um, just not giving us a sniff, really, just failing to get into our rhythm. There'll be a certain element we'll need need to be off our game a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be interesting test for us to see where we've been after three massive games in Man United, um, West Ham and Brentford to see whether we're really on it. And also, you know, don't forget Villa having that resurgence as a club and having everyone pulling together, that's going to make the change as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, do, do, New, do Newcastle um, do a high press? Would you, would you call yourself a high press team? 
Uh, I would say that yeah, we're quite we're quite on it. We we definitely don't give time on the ball. It's aggressive. Um, right. I think what a lot of people say, uh, what we tend to do is without the ball, we'll go into five in midfield. Um, okay. So it's that that kind of four at the back will push up there into um, into into five in midfield, and then we've got Botman. Also, Fabian Scher is an amazing distributor of the ball. So right. that's kind of where we look to go. We we used to do a lot of work around the overlaps. Um, that's where it will be around the corners. But if Maxi starts, then again, that's going to be a problem on its own. So a lot of teams kind of struggle to deal with Maxi whilst then Trippi is pushing up on the right-hand side. And then the switch is coming to play. Bruno Guimaraes, like, it's just a nightmare to keep on top of. So yeah. if we're if we're on it, if you can remain, remain solid and stay 30 minutes in, then we'll start getting frustrated. But okay. it just depends how, how the home crowd reacts, I think. Quite interesting because Villa do like to play it around at the back and I, I I feel like not many teams have pressed us too much recently. I think Chelsea mm. tried to do it, um, but we, we've we kind of tended to have quite a lot of time on the ball, I think. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I think this is why Villa are a developing team because this could be a bit of a, a mm. learning process, to be honest, ahead of next yeah. season when hopefully we jump on. But, um, you know, uh, with Villa, you know, we've got some players who are in incredible form at the moment, Ollie Watkins particularly. Um, yeah. What concerns you most about Villa, I guess? Oof. I think it's just your overall resurgence and just being back to that competent feeling again. I don't I think there were if you think about like the easiest areas for us to progress as a team over the last season, there's been that a lot of people, a lot of other teams in the league don't seem to be on it at the moment. I mean, I think there's a real lack of quality. I think it's very reminiscent of the season that Leicester won the league yes, for me. Yeah. That that's where I feel we're at. So it would be interesting to see Villa actually having their, their game plan together in a very different way than it was earlier on in the season. I think earlier on in the season, there was a lot of disarray. So I think just generally your organisation and giving us a kind of tactical masterclass, I think I'd be interested to know from you what you think your threats are. Ollie Watkins, for sure. Um, yeah. It, it, nine goals in 11 games. Um, mm. He's physically very strong. His link-up play has got a lot better. Yeah. Um. I think some of it will come down to whether uh, Bubakar Kamara starts. He's been right. a fantastic signing for us, brilliant CDM, but he's been mm. injured for a few games now. Um, he did come back against Chelsea, but picked up another injury. And then John McGinn fitted in in centre midfield. And I'd prefer it if Bubakar... I mean, McGinn's done very well in that role. Yeah. Um, but he's... I would prefer if Kamara was back in CDM and McGinn could move out right and mm-hmm. just do a bit of harrying back and forth. Um, and then out, it's kind of out left. I think Villa are quite progressive. I think that's where a lot of our good play tends to come from. So on our left, I guess I'll be going at Kieran Trippier on your right as your right back. Yeah. Um, so Moreno, Alex Moreno is our left back who loves to push forward. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see him taking on Trippier a lot. But then again, mm-hmm. him going forward also does leave gaps, which I, Kieran Trippier with his delivery, that could be an area that I think might be an mm. issue for Villa. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Emery approaches that, but it's I think it's down our left side that we tend to, at the moment to be a little bit more progressive and uh, thing like there's good triangles and nice link yeah. up play. So, um, but pr- primarily Ollie Watkins and if Douglas Louise can get playing as mm. a metronomic centre midfielder, that could cause a few problems for Newcastle as well. I think, but uh, I'm just, I'm just really intrigued by this game. Like, really, really am. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know um, you. With Newcastle, where you are in the league at the moment, third place. Yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> no. 
No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone can believe it. I think there's an inherent thing within our fan base at the moment, which is that we're still not really there in, in the confidence element. Mm. And I think like there was a period of time where we went a little bit dry on the goals. And that was just after New Year, which is a weird time because we were having this phenomenal cup run over here. And then in the league, we were really struggling to score. And to, we were getting so much time in front of goal. But Willa, Sean Longstaff, were just, you know, I think Sean Longstaff had to sit down with Alan Shearer. <laughs> and we told him to stop thinking about stuff. So we, we were in this weird period of time where we thought, oh, well, well that's it then. That's it. You know, uh, well, we always we always knew this season we'd be top 10 anyways, and that would be a success. Mm. Whereas now we seem to have won five on the bounce, which includes Man United, which is just like us, by the way, to not beat them at Wembley in a cup final with them yes. being at home in the league a yeah. few weeks later, which is amazing anyway. Um, but I, I genuinely think I'm not sure where the trouble comes from now. Like, there's Spurs, yes. Man United, I think, will be the battle between third and fourth. Mm -hmm. I personally would like the Europa Conference League because I want to do every step of the way as we go up and I want to be on Wizz Air flights and not know whether I'm going to get <laughs> that's home. What I want, that's what I want for Villa as well. That's it, yeah. It'd be amazing. Let's do it for yeah. a season, see how we get on. But yeah. I, I think genuinely we would expect to drop off, but looking behind us, I don't see where that's coming from. I, I genuinely don't. After, I think these three games have been really crucial and I think us now leading up to Villa, we get to just enjoy it a little bit because we know it's nice to see somebody else challenging that big six mm. along with us and who's actually been there and had a lot of the similar problems that we've had in the last few years of being told one thing but seeing another thing on the pitch. Yeah. So this game for me has just come around and I just think it's I just think it's going to be great. I'll enjoy it and I hope we just get out of it with a point. Yeah, um, I think the last time I went to Villa Newcastle was the 2-0 Danny Ings bicycle kick. Yeah. Um, and that was at the point where I literally every time I watched Newcastle thought you were abject, terrible. And it was yeah. because because the management and the style yeah. just wasn't right. And we've experienced that before with the same manager. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, um, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible to have seen such a rapid turnaround, really. I know there's the takeover. Mm. I know there's the financial superpower and all that, but... Um, at the moment, I would say your squad isn't really is probably overachieving. I think, and I imagine yeah. a lot of Newcastle fans probably agree with that sentiment. But um, mm. you know, something I do have to mention: I have listened to a lot of podcasts over the years that have Newcastle supporters right. on them. And yeah. uh, anytime Villa would come up, well, not anytime, but sometimes <laughs> Villa would come up. Uh, <laughs> okay. There's been a bit of a not a huge fan of the Villa. So, I mean, what is yeah. what is the perspective? Like, I know you can't speak for all Newcastle fans, obviously, mm. um, but like, you know, there was that banner in the relegation game, another game I was at. I remember yeah. I was right under it and I saw it and I thought, okay. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's oh, a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, you know, who's your next star, all that, so on the time. Mm. So, you know, what what is, does it add a bit of extra spice to the game, do you think? I think it does. There's an account on Twitter called Villa Watch who... Right. We're not sure whether that's a Sunderland fan. Okay. Um, it, it's because of, of literally is seems to go after us quite a lot. I think with us now, especially between the London sports clubs, which I know you're a part of as well, are is it's a lot more to do with banter. Mm. I, I think that that was there. I think that's kind of been replaced by Everton a little bit now. I think right. Everton seems to have lost their heads and there there seems to be a bit of Everton away will be interesting because they're they're just in a rut as well. So mm. that will be interesting to see how it goes. Between us and Villa, though, I think that's something of when we were very mid-table and needed to amuse ourselves, both clubs. Um, 
you know yeah. i think it's just very different times now i think for us you'd be you'd be very keen to talk about Sunderland and then Man United. Man United really is the one that just ruined your childhood. I'm sure that you agree. Yeah. They, were, um, they were the final boss in the computer game. They, they, yeah, they, look at them now. Look yeah. at them now. <laughs> yeah. but, but I think, no, I think that, that was there. The sob on the time thing was massive. I think the, the, Alan, the Cheer Up Alan Shearer song started at Villa as well. Did it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I've got this written down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank <exactly>. you, mate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's one of them things, I guess. But it, it does add spice to the rivalry ahead of this weekend. And look, score predictions. we got to give them. What are you going to okay. go with? I, d- I don't know whether... I, I want to say goals, but then yeah. we're really solid defensively. I mean... I would go 2-1 to the Mags at the moment just mm-hmm. because I think you're too you're too soon in your progression. However, it is Villa at home. We're away on the bounce of three wins, but that doesn't mean that this one's going to be that. It means we're going to be a bit knackered. So it would be interesting. I do think you'll score 100%, but okay. I would I would currently go at 2-1, but ask me again at half-time. Yeah, I veer towards thinking it will be 2-1 Newcastle. I just think... Really? Like, yeah, I... Villa are in fantastic form, but I, I do think he's, he's just a bit, probably just a little ahead of us at the moment, which yeah. probably a lot of Villa fans screaming at the camera right now. At the, <laughs> probably. At the podcast not not happy about what I've just said, but yeah. I, I I think, I, yeah, I, I mean, I totally back Unai Emery. I love Unai Emery, absolutely love him. Um, and I back Villa to be able to, to pull off a draw, a win, whatever. Yeah. But I just, if I had to go with a, very much in my head. I, I think I might just say Newcastle edge it, um, mm-hmm. uh, and it turns. But it's you know it'll be fascinating game. Um, I do think Isaac is keeping up uh, at night at the moment, but we shall see. <laughs> Tyro Mings might just sort him out. It um, might, it, it might do. I do think for us though. I do think for us, this fixture will be really interesting next season. Yes, because, that's what I think. Yeah, because for you guys to come up. As, as you're doing at the moment. And if you get some money behind Emery, then let's... I mean, have you spent all the Grealish money? What's, what's going on there? Like, <laughs> yeah, spent a fair... Well, yeah, all of it. Yeah, they, right, there you go. <laughs> so, Whoops. Cons- considering the, like that progression for you guys, I think for us, next season, either way, whether it's going to be Europa League or Champions League, we're going to have, a, for the first time in... You know, since 2013, 2014, when we, mm. you know, went in the Europa League, knocked up by Benfica. For the first time, we're going to have a lot of games next season, yeah. and at, at the same time, we've got financial. As much as we've got the Saudis and the takeover, we've got financial fair play to to deal with. And you've seen what's happened. We can't just do what Man City did because look at the mess they're in now with that. So I think for us next season, we're going to have a lot more games, and you guys hopefully will be will be kicking on that next level as well. So mm. next season, I think both fixtures will be will be even more important. Yeah, I, I, I think exactly the same, to be honest, for next season. Um, but uh, and we also meet in pre-season as well, as we found out yesterday in the United oh, yeah. States in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. And that's in late July. So it'll be very interesting to see the two squads in late mm-hmm. July, see who might be making the debut in that sort of game. Because I yeah. assume both teams will be quite active in the transfer window. Um, mm-hmm. But look, Freddie, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you on. 
Um, real pleasure to meet you in person a few weeks ago after a game where I won't mention the score. I won't be cruel enough to mention. Go on, you score. can do it. You can but do it. At, it's a villa, give the people what they want. Aston it's a villa, villa podcast. Aston Villa might have won eight 0 against Newcastle supporters club, so we haven't put any pressure on Unai Emery to follow suit. But uh, but yeah, look, it was it was one of those days. I think just a bad day at the office for Newcastle. Um, yeah. But it, but look, you know there might be a few Newcastle fans watching this. Um, mm. Some of them based in London or areas around there. So. How can people uh, find the London Mags and get involved with you? Yeah, of course. Um, thanks for mentioning that. It's at the London Mags on Twitter. We're a supporters club that was established in 1964 and we're kind of the main London branch where we meet up, go to games, watch the games if you can't go to them and it's just a general good social club. So come and find us. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Great to meet you. Amazing. Cheers, Frankie. Thanks, man. <laughs>